the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Billions of Christians around the world are celebrating Easter, some amidst increased security due to threats by Muslim terrorists. Believers in Egypt are making Easter a low-key affair in memory of more than 40 people killed by terrorist bombings at two churches on Palm Sunday. Haven't filed your taxes yet? Relax, you've got a little more time. Since the normal tax day of April 15th fell on a Saturday this year and Monday's Emancipation Day, a legal holiday in the nation's capital, the deadline to file taxes has been extended two days to midnight Tuesday, April 18th. Of course, if you need more time, you can file an automatic extension, but it's still the same deadline. That is correspondent Ron DeRockstra. President Donald Trump is asserting that China was working with the United States on the North Korea problem. President Trump's tweet comes as Vice President Mike Pence told American and South Korea military the North Spelled missile launch laid bare the risk they face. This is SRN. Hugh Hewitt is fed up with the mainstream media and Trump. I was a reluctant Trump voter. I am happy to tell you when I think he does something bad. But listen to my friends in the mainstream media. When he gets results, don't deny them. Don't be Trump deniers. Trump achievement deniers are out there. And he's actually kicking NATO's butt to get in the game. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. And we are wishing you a happy Easter to you and all of your loved ones from the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center. Quick look at your forecast now. High of 66 degrees and sunny skies today on this beautiful Easter day. High of 60 and sunny for Monday. I have 63, and showers likely through most of Tuesday, though. And the rain is coming back on Wednesday as well. I have 55, and showers likely through the second half of the day. Stay tuned. It's the Narn with Brad Carlson, the closer, on AM 1280, The Patriot. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also uh, text any comments or questions at 651-243-0390 or weigh in by Twitter at hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always... We appreciate you tuning in, and give me a couple seconds. I'm going to switch headphones here. We'll talk. I can still talk in the microphone, even though I uh, can't hear myself. And uh, there, that's better. That's better. I hear myself a little bit better now, but I don't really like the sound of my own voice. But I hope you, the listeners, can at least tolerate it. Uh, if if not, uh, at least uh, focus on the content of the broadcast. I guess that's what I... Uh, guess that's the best advice I could give you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, happy Easter to you and yours and uh, celebrating this uh, wonderful holiday as uh, we commemorate uh, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and probably the end of the broadcast, uh, kind of uh, give my own thoughts regarding uh, what is perhaps my uh, favorite holiday as uh, someone who considers himself of the Christian faith. So hope you uh, stay tuned for that. I do want to get to uh, some news from this past week as well. Uh, you know, the news rolls on, uh, regardless if there is a, a holiday or not. Uh, so I definitely want to get some uh, from this past week. Um, I First of all, before I talk about this uh, particular story, uh, I, I think I should come from it from the perspective of uh, Dennis Prager. Of course, Dennis Prager 
can be heard at these very airwaves every Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time uh, for the Dennis Prager Show. Dennis is one of the most insightful, thoughtful commentators out there, not just conservative, just commentators in general. And I may be a bit biased, okay, because he's on this uh, he's on this radio station. Or he can be heard on these airwaves, and obviously he's one of the more popular shows on these airwaves. But he has often conveyed a thought, and I think it's this mindset that would that'll kind of help me best set up talking about this next story, where he's often said that the political right believes the political left is wrong, whereas the left believes the right is evil. And they probably believe we're wrong, too, but evil for sure. <laughs> so with that in mind, it really should come as no surprise the invective that was thrown toward White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer this past week. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend Sean Spicer uh, unconditionally. The guy has, uh, he he kind of says some nonsensical things up there, and he stumbles over his words, and he may say things that he doesn't really mean to say. He comes across as inarticulate. He's trying to convey one thought process, and it comes across as something else. And he's easily skewered. I guess Melissa McCarthy re-upped her Sean Spicer role last night on Saturday Night Live. What, she dressed up in a bunny suit, an Easter bunny suit or something like that, I heard. But uh, whatever it is, whatever the case. So the, the point is is that he's easily mockable. And uh, But I can't help but wonder if he's judged more on the fact that he's part of the evil Donald Trump administration uh, or if they can just... Or, or if people are genuinely overwrought by his verbal missteps, by his gaffes, if you will. And, of course, I'm referring to this past week uh, where he invoked uh, the Holocaust and later had to come out and apologize for it. I'll read the actual quote. Uh, this is, of course, talking about uh, just having uh, bombed uh, the Syrian airfield the week before and obviously talking about that particular Incident. Here's Spicer's quote. Uh, we did not use chemical weapons in World War II. You had someone as despicable as Hitler who did not even sink to using chemical weapons, Spicer said during his daily press briefing. If you are Russia, ask yourself, is this a country and regime that you want to align yourself with? While Hitler is believed not to have used chemical weapons on the battlefield, the Nazis used Zyklon B and other types of poison to kill Jews in gas chambers in concentration camps. The comments immediately reverberated online, and Spicer was given an opportunity to clarify them later during the briefing. But he bungled it by, again, making a comparison between Assad and Hitler, whom he said did not, quote, gas his own people, close quote. So, again, not going to defend, obviously, buffoonish statements. I mean, someone in Spicer's position should know that invoking Hitler in any context is, is to be avoided at all costs. Just... Don't do it. That should be rule number one. If you are ever in a position where you have to speak publicly, never try to invoke Hitler analogies. I mean, obviously, if you're talking about the Holocaust and the context within World War II and what have you, obviously Hitler is a part of that history, and, and you talk about the factual basis of that history. But don't use clever little analogies with with Adolf, with Adolf Hitler, just just don't do it. Okay, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Of course, as Spicer later issued apology an apology. Here was his quote again. All these excerpts I'm reading from, by the way, are from the Hill dot com. Uh, Frankly, I mistakenly used an inappropriate and insensitive reference to the Holocaust, for which, frankly, there is no comparison. Spicer said during an interview on CNN. For that, I apologize. It was a mistake to do that. Well, now the biggest the the thing is that came up is that he, where Spicer said that uh, someone as despicable as Hitler didn't even sink to using chemical weapons. Where people came, where the then the factual basis came out and said, well, the Nazis used uh, Zyklon B and other types of poison to kill Jews in gas chambers and concentration camps. So people then ex- then blow that up and extrapolate it out, and say, oh, well, Spicer's a Holocaust denier. Which, again, 
Buffoonish, yes. Clumsy, certainly. But Holocaust denier, uh, yeah, that's a stretch. And Molly Hemingway at the Fe- Federalist also isn't buying the uh, Holocaust denying stuff. Uh, here's uh, from, uh, again, Molly Hemingway at the Federalist. Uh, Come on, people. Don't match stupid with stupid. Sean Spicer was not pushing Holocaust denial, and anyone with the most meager intelligence and sense of fairness would be able to say that. As his statement after the briefing shows, he was for some reason drawing a distinction between combat genocide and other genocide. He was not denying that Hitler killed millions of people during, during the Holocaust using gas chambers and other means. And that that's exactly right. Now, look, there are some people who... Uh, who have dear family members who were lost in the Holocaust or were casualties of the Holocaust, and you know, ancestors of these people that were uh, taken in this horrific event. So I don't want to come across here as, as diminishing anyone's feelings regarding the issue. Okay, now I'm certainly, again, I'm certain there are Holocaust survivors, or uh, uh, not Holocaust survivors, but uh, sur- uh, relatives of those killed in this horrific event who were genuinely disturbed by Spicer's statements. And to have these awful memories conjured up this way and to appear, or to, appear to have the Holocaust being trivialized, yeah, that, that's, that's going to obviously uh, conjure up some very hurt feelings, very disturbed mindset. I can't even begin to relate to it, so I won't try to diminish how people are feeling. But what what really kind of makes me shake my head and just kind of throw my hands up and say, well, I guess that's that's politics today, is some of the very same people who uh, used Hitler references to George W. Bush when George W. Bush was uh, obviously fighting the war on terror and wars were started in Afghanistan and Iraq and basically, it was a blame America first crowd, and and they were, they were marching the streets with George W. Bush signs and putting Hitler mustaches on George W. Bush and calling him Bush Hitler, you know that that sort of thing. And and the same people now who are referring to Trump as as Hitler too. So these people who are so out apparently so outraged by Sean Spicer uh, apparently trivializing the the Holocaust, or in their minds saying that Spicer is a Holocaust denier. Okay, I, I would really, you know, I, I've, I've used kind of uh, uh, example Venn diagrams on the show often. I would love to see a Venn diagram of those people, uh, regular citizens who claim to be so outraged by, the, by Spicer apparently trivializing the Holocaust or accusing him of flat-out denying the Holocaust. And I would also like to see, in the other category, people who trivialized what how evil Hitler was by using Hitler analogous to President George W. Bush or President Donald Trump. And the same goes with the resistance crowd, too. Uh, my friend and Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague, Mitch Berg, about a month and a half ago, addressed this very thing. And I, and I'll, I brought up his posts on Facebook from back from early March, and uh, I'll, yeah, I'll read it for you. I occasionally see some of my Democrat friends referring to themselves as part of a resistance Please stop. You are appropriating, no expropriating, the term from people who risked exile, deportation to death camps, and usually a lonely, savage, brutal death, if not much worse, to stand up for their beliefs, or or even just to be what they are. I don't care how put upon you feel by the current political debate. You have not earned that term. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. And there's, there's the example right there, just for being... Jewish back at that time under Hitler just for being who you were. Okay, put your life in danger. So to try to compare what you're going through under the evil Donald Trump administration under Hitler, and yet you're going to claim to show some sort of outrage by Sean Spicer's comments, uh, I think you know what you can do with your full outrage. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments to 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NAR and hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
you know that a drop of water hidden in your asphalt will swell to 10% its normal size when it freezes? Do you know what that does to your parking lot? You'll find out this spring. So call now and get on the Allied Blacktop schedule. Small cracks turn into big cracks, and the heaving and buckling turns into potholes for your business, church, office, or apartment building lots. Call Allied Blacktop now, the premier commercial asphalt maintenance and repair contractor in Minnesota. Online at alliedblacktopmn.com. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Queststar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Queststar Asset Management. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call 1-800-963-1041. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-963-1041. Call 1-800-963-1041. 1-800-963-1041. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune into Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hintner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HintnerGroup.com. And tune into Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards, and it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Now we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing will clear your drain guaranteed or it's free. The experts at Ben Franklin will clean any drain for $153. Service includes a free camera inspection. Some restrictions apply. Call Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumbers, at 877-BEN-1776. Welcome back, AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with a, another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, 9 to 11 a.m. every Saturday morning for The King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, in these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am the closer, closing out programming every Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, I've been telling you for weeks, I tried to give you folks a fair warning. Don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say I didn't give you a heads up. But for weeks now, I've been telling you that tickets are going to go fast for our next Patriot event it is the Patriot event entitled the uh, President Trump, the first 100 days. Very popular national radio hosts, Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager, along with Northern Alliance Radio Network alum and HotAir.com blogger Ed Morrissey, will be the speakers at this event. Ed will be moderating uh, the event as Dennis and Hugh will be pr- providing insights. On the first 100 days of the Donald Trump presidency, that is Sunday, May 21st. Tickets are sold out. The VIP dinner is sold is. Tickets for VIP dinners are gone. The tickets for preferred seating now gone. But, 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 five weeks from today, the venue is going to be completely sold out. So don't miss out. There are still some general admission tickets left. Again, the venue will be at the Metropolitan Ballroom in Golden Valley. Get your general admission tickets, okay? As long as you're in the same room 
where Dennis Prager and Hugh Hewitt are giving their valued insights in the first 100 days of the Trump presidency. That's really all you need, as long as you're there to hear what these guys have to say. You don't want to miss it. So go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner uh, of the event promoting President Trump the first 100 days, and get your tickets right now. Uh, If you have any additional questions or if you don't have the Internet, hey, some people don't utilize the Internet. Maybe you want to order your tickets via phone or any questions regarding the event, hey, give our uh, fantastic promotions gal, Stacy a call. Her number is 651-289-4421. Again, that's Stacy, our promotions gal, 651-289-4421. Give her a call. She could definitely point you in the right direction to be able to purchase tickets over the phone. Uh, or, go to again, go to am1280thepatriot.com. You can order your tickets online as well. Again, only general admission tickets remain. Get them today because it's going to be a jam-packed event. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, got some. Uh, I got about 10 minutes left in this segment. I did want to get to this uh, particular kerfuffle that took place uh, online. Uh, have, I don't know if you've ever heard of Josh Fox. I actually, actually had to look him up. He's an American film director, playwright, and environmental activist, uh, best known for his Oscar-nominated 2010 documentary, uh, Gasland. Uh, apparently talking about the evils of fossil fuels. And he's a big anti-fracking guy as well. I have to be careful how I say that, anti-fracking guy. So he's a big environmentalist guy. And uh, he took to Twitter, you know, after the Moab, or mother of all bombs, was dropped in eastern Afghanistan, taking out, I think they've estimated, about 100 ISIS uh, warriors in Afghanistan. Uh, Josh Fox took to Twitter and said, Atrocity, murder, abomination. When will we learn that only love stops hate and bombings only create more ISIS? And, of course, hashtag Moab, hashtag Stop Trump. And Katie Pavlik, who is a uh, conservative writer, she writes primarily for townhall.com. I think she's done some stuff with hotair.com. And she's a prolific commentator on Fox News kind of linked to the tweet and said, this is really stupid. I mean, Katie isn't one to, to mince words. And this, this is what I don't understand. ISIS exists. It does. All right. They want to wreak havoc. They want to implement Sharia law worldwide, basically put their, uh, their uh, movement, their radical movement's flag on the uh, front lawn of the White House. That, that's what they want. And they're not going to stop until that happens. So this idea that if we try some sort of community outreach with these people, that somehow it's going to quell this threat. Now, I'll acknowledge that there has to be, there, there definitely has to be some sort of outreach within communities where citizens are, might be susceptible to recruitment. How that happens, how that takes place, I don't know, and that is definitely something that needs to be explored, something that needs to be looked at. But those who are part of the movement, the ISIS movement, that are uh, committing these atrocities, I'm sorry, they're going to stop. They're not going to stop until uh, the infidels are eradicated or they themselves have moved on to their— is ISIS subscribed to the theology that they meet 72 virgins if if they're martyrs in this battle? to implement Sharia law worldwide, do we know? I don't know. But my point is is that Katie Pavlik pushed back on this Josh Fox saying, yeah, um, saying that we'll, when will we learn that only love stops hate and bombing only creates more ISIS? Yeah, that's pretty stupid. That's not how you approach ISIS. It doesn't happen. And Alyssa Milano, everybody's heard of Alyssa Milano, right? Who's the boss? I remember for from Who's the Boss. I actually remembered her more prominently as Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in Commando. The mid-1980s movie, Commando. You never saw that movie? Oh, it was one of the greatest. No, I saw it. I just didn't realize that she she was his daughter. Yeah. Well, you remember our honored Schwarzenegger's daughter. It was Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) Uh, anyways, she kind of came back at Katie and said, "Uh, hi, Katie. Are you saying you'd rather fuel war and terrorism than be at peace for compassion? And um, Katie responds back, hi, Alyssa. Uh, tell me how to be at peace with compassionate ISIS. Uh, by the way, when they aren't beheading, they use women as sex slaves. Okay? And apparently Alyssa Milano uh, didn't have a response uh, for that. Well, 
earlier, before that exchange took place, uh, Katie Pavlik had posted a column at townhall.com talking about the Department of Justice arresting a Michigan doctor for genital mutilation of six-year-old girls. Okay? Despicable. Sick stuff that happened in this country. All right? And I'll read part of the article, this again from Katie Pavlik at townhall.com. The Department of Justice indicted and arrested Detroit emergency room doctor uh, Jumana Nagarwala on multiple charges Thursday, alleging she performed a number of illegal female genital mutilations from 2005 to 2017. Her victims are minor girls, some as young as six years old. Uh, despite her oath to care for her patients, Dr. Nagarwala, uh, Nagarwala is alleged to have performed horrifying acts of brutality on the most vulnerable victims, Acting Assistant Attorney General Blanco said in a statement. The Department of Justice is committing to stopping female genital mutilation in this country and will use full power of the law to censure or to, to censure to ensure that no girls suffer such physical and emotional abuse. According to the criminal complaint, Nagarwala performed the illegal and severe procedure in a quote unquote medical clinic outside of the hospital, but did not receive payment and did not bill patients. The FBI classified her as a member of a specific religious community. Girls from neighboring Minnesota, at least one who was seven years old, were brought by their parents to Nagarwala for the procedure. They were also interviewed by the FBI and could face charges. Uh, The minors were told they were being taken on a quote-unquote girls' trip. Once they arrived at the hotel, they were told they needed to go to the doctor for a stomachache and the female genital mutilation was performed to get the germs out. Uh, horrifying. Horrifying. Unspeakably horrifying, disgusting, despicable, and it's not happening in this country. This is why the vigilant, the vigilance against ISIS and radical Islam and the war on terror has to continue. And, and there can't be any half measures like there was with the previous administration. Can't can't be any half measures when it, when it comes to dealing with this particular movement. Well, I bring all this up to say uh, that Alyssa Milano apparently went back through Katie Pavlik's Twitter feed and found where Katie Pavlik had linked to her partic- to the story she wrote and posted online a copy of the criminal complaint from the US District Court for the Eastern District of Minneapolis. And Alyssa Milano saw this, and she said, holy bleep, is that real? And Katie Pavlik said, yep, it's real. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a copy of the Ju- uh, Department of Justice criminal complaint. You can read it for yourself. And Alyssa Milano, to her credit, came back and said, there are no words. Thanks, Thank you for bringing it to my attention. So maybe some of these elitist, out-of-touch celebrities who live behind, ironically live behind their own fenced-in property where the unwashed masses can't approach their front gates. Perhaps this might be what it takes to wake them up to this, where they actually open their eyes and look at official criminal complaints of what's actually taking place out there instead of doing their peace, love, dope. You know, we need to give these, we need to give them a job to stay out of ISIS, okay? Now, again, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to diminish the role people are trying to play in the community where there are danger of some youth who are being exposed to this radical Islamic philosophy and therefore could be vulnerable to joining ISIS. Okay, it's happened. It's happened right here in the Twin City, in the city of Minneapolis, where there have been some citizens who have vowed to join ISIS. Okay, so it's happening in our backyard. And again, whatever we need to do to keep from these people from being radicalized, we need to do it. But I'm just what I'm saying is those who are already part of this movement and are all in and it's like, you know, go big or go home. And when they mean by go home, home, go to their 72 virgins or wherever they go when they meet Allah. Okay, there has to be a vigilance against this. And that was part of the reason that this bomb was dropped. And again, it was the largest non-nuclear weapon in history that was that was dropped. So, um 
pretty daunting stuff, to say the least. So hopefully celebrities like Alyssa Milano are starting to wake up to this and may actually join in the support of the fight against radical Islam. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. This is before I ever even heard about the product. I never endorsed the pain reliever, but now I am. And yes, now I'm taking Relief Factor, too. Maybe you've heard me call it a miracle. In fact, listen to what Amanda from Texas wrote. I was having pain in my left thumb area and left side of my leg from my knee about four inches up. After about a week of taking Relief Factor, the pain in my leg has gone away. And a few days later, the pain in my left hand is gone. We've gotten thousands of these testimonials. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free 800-583-84. 800-583-84. 12 times 12. 144. 126 over 18. 7. Math is more than numbers. It trains your brain to work through problems in textbooks, on the field, and in life. I'm John Urschel, guard for the Baltimore Ravens and proud owner of a master's in mathematics. You don't need to be six feet tall to excel in math. Children are capable of amazing things, and Mathnasium Learning Centers offers the direction and support they deserve. Visit Mathnasium.com to find a center near you. Franchise opportunities available nationwide. What do your weekday evenings look like? For me, they were spent stressing over my daughter's math homework, hours of it, until we found Mathnasium Learning Centers. Their teaching method is fun and effective. All that time spent struggling with homework has been replaced with stress-free dinners and quality family time. Mathnasium gave us our evenings back and gave my daughter the tools she needs to succeed and the opportunity to simply enjoy being a kid. Visit Mathnasium.com today to find your nearest location. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marian Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Happy Easter to everyone out there. Thank you for taking the opportunity to listen. And if you're not listening live on Easter, hey, I understand. You're listening to the podcast later on. Perfectly understandable, and we appreciate you tuning in by whichever venue you choose to do so. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can text your comments or questions, 651-243-0390, or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N, for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Yesterday, a very uh, special anniversary. Uh, uh, Producer Brandon and I, big-time baseball fans, so uh, we certainly uh, appreciate any opportunity we have to talk baseball. Uh, This is from CBSSports.com. Saturday, April 15th, marked the 70th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's history-making and history-shaking Major League debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers. By breaking the color barrier at the highest level, Robinson altered not only the game of baseball, but also all of society. As a result of his perseverance, personal courage, strength, and on-field excellence, Mr. Robinson is rightly regarded as a baseball legend and a genuine American hero. 
In his honor, the Dodgers unveiled a new Jackie Robinson statue at Dodger Stadium on Saturday. Fittingly, it's Robinson stealing home. I did happen to see on MLB Network, uh, Vince Scully was invited back to talk. Uh, Magic Johnson, who is part owner of the L.A. Dodgers, uh, talked about just Jackie Robinson's impact in general for professional African-American athletes. And Magic acknowledged how he benefited from Robinson uh, blazing a trail for other black uh, professional athletes. Now, there obviously we take the time to kind of look at the state of the game of baseball as well whenever this anniversary is commemorated. And one thing that has that has really stood out over the past 20 years is actually the decline of the number of African Americans in in baseball. And right now uh there are fewer African Americans in baseball than at any other time over the past 60 years. Uh, this is a, uh, from uh, MASNsports.com. According to a USA Today survey, African Americans comprise just 7.1% of the players on this year's opening day rosters. Now, to put that in perspective, there's rosters compri- is comprised of 25 players, two. That means there's an average of two African Americans on each roster. Which, there, and let's face it, there were... MLB rosters in the last 60 years, there was never a a majority of black players, but there was a heck of a lot more than two on on each roster. Uh, Anyways, I'll continue to read from this story. Uh, That's the lowest percentage since 1958. Uh, The African-American population in MLB has dwindled from 17.2% in 1994. That's according to the Society for American Baseball Research. Now, I happened to catch a sneak preview of a show where prominent African-American players, active players today, uh, it was Adam Jones and uh, what was the other? I can't. I, 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 I'm ashamed because I didn't. I had never heard of this young man until he was on the show. Uh, Adam Jones and Michael Givens of the Orioles, uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Josh Harrison of the Pirates, uh, Chris Archer of the Rays, and Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays. These six gentlemen all kind of got together with Harold Reynolds on kind of a roundtable. They were kind of giving a sneak preview. They actually play this particular roundtable, the entire talk, uh, tonight on MLB Network. I believe it's at 7 o'clock this evening, so I definitely want to check that out. But they each kind of gave their own perspective as some of the reasons why uh, the number of African Americans participating in baseball today has dwindled. I mean, Brandon, do you have any any theories on that? I kind of have my own, but they kind of came up with some interesting ones uh, uh, themselves. Personally, no. I don't like. I can't really see why not. Maybe the the more popularity mainstream wide of other like the, of the big four, other four, big four sports. Because yeah. in my opinion, the, the African American population in hockey has gone up recently over the last couple of years. True, so, like, the true. Interest yeah. in that has gone up, but obviously basketball, football, and hockey are probably predominantly more popular mainstream than baseball. So maybe that has something to do with it, but. I, I, I th- I've thought about this a lot, and, and of course, baseball itself as a game has become more global. It is definitely diverse. You can't say that it's lily white, and that's the reason there are lack of African Americans is because it's predominantly lily white. That's just not true. I mean, obviously, it's always had a, a significant Latin American pro, uh, uh, presence, well, for the past 50, 60 years. But particularly when I really started paying attention to the game in the 70s and 80s, there was a significant population coming in from the Dominican Republic. Obviously, there was a good Cuban representation, but now it's gone even more global. There's even some European, more European countries that are having representation. Obviously, Ichiro really was kind of the gateway to an influx of Japanese players coming. And so it's definitely become more popular where uh, where, uh, Asian countries like Korea and, and Japan and even there's been some Chinese players that have, that have been on rosters more recently as well. And Stephen A. Smith on ESPN kind of kind of said, well, because there is such a large Latin American representation, because there are people of that skin color, that the general population is willing to accept, well, because there's Latin American players, there are minorities, and therefore that that's good enough. And I don't know if I necessarily buy that. That kind of seems like, projection a little bit like saying well the the public's going to be satisfied that it's it's diverse as long as there's latin american players there there doesn't have to be significant amount of black players but 
I'll have to watch this roundtable discussion more tonight, but Andrew McCutcheon himself was asked about this. You know, why are there so few African-Americans, 7%, or basically two players per 25-man roster? And he just kind of went like this, kind of rubbed his fingers together. Money. Because the sport has become more expensive with the equipment that's involved, which I understand that rationale here in this country, but has that always been the case? I mean, look at the players that have come from Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic where they talked about they would use a stick and a rock or they'd use a burlap sack as a glove and they'd tie it up with a rope to, I mean, they improvised. It isn't so much how much it costs to play the game as much as the love of the game. And another theory I heard, and it was kind of interesting, and you alluded to the other sports, Brandon, if young people aspire to be professional athletes, well, first of all, that's pie in the sky. Let's be honest. The odds of you becoming a professional athlete, a successful professional athlete, I don't care what background you come from, it, it's, it's pretty small. It's minuscule, to say the least. So if you are considering being a professional athlete as a vocation, as your career, why would you go with Major League Baseball? How long does it take before you actually make some serious money? in the Major League Baseball. Think about it. You have to slog for how many years on buses just to get to the big leagues, just to have a cup of coffee, as they say. And then once you are good enough to stay with the big club, how long is it before you're making serious money compared to, say, the NBA, where you get these guys that go to college, you're one and done, because that's the rule. You have to be at least a couple years removed from high school or one year removed from high school before you can play in the NBA. So they're one and done, and boom, they get drafted in the NBA, and they're making millions instantly. The NFL, you play four years of college, and you have a particular spot where you're drafted, and that determines how much money you're making. But you're probably making more money quicker than, say, you would base. Perhaps. I don't know for sure. Hockey, like you say, there's. I grew up watching the NHL in the 70s and 80s, and I can count on one hand the number of, of, of black players that were in the NHL and still have a few fingers left over. Whereas now, like you mentioned, Brandon, there are, de- there are definitely more black players that are playing in the NHL today than, than at any point. So I don't necessarily agree that the sport costs more, baseball costs more, because how much does hockey cost to play? How much equipment do you have to have to, to, to play hockey and, 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 of course, to have the money to afford ice time and all that sort of thing? So perhaps that is a, that's a case in, in some that, – that kind of dissuades – some black uh, young people from playing the game of baseball because they realize they want to they want to play at a high level. So as such, they want high level equipment, and they just can't and, and they they aren't able to afford it. So that's where uh, RBI reviving baseball in inner, inner cities. That's where they are really playing a prominent role. Where their goal is to increase participation and interest in baseball and softball amongst un, underserved youth, and to encourage academic participation and achievement, and to increase increased number of talented athletes prepared to play in college and minor leagues. But the way Stephen A. Smith came out and said this, it was like because there is an influx, a larger influx of of uh, Latin American players and, and Asian players, that somehow they're denying African American players an opportunity. And that's just not the case. There are just less numbers that are wanting to participate or wanting to play the sport. And again, there could be myriad reasons, but one key factor is is if young people are want to play a sport, some may look at it as, hey, this is what I want to do for a living. This is what I want to do with my life is be a professional athlete. Well, they're sure as heck not going to choose baseball, at least not as the top sport to for that road. So, again, uh, MLB Network tonight, uh, 7 o'clock, where these six prominent African-American uh, Major League Baseball players will be sitting down with Harold Reynolds for kind of a roundtable discussion to kind of, give their perspective on why there are not more black players in ML in the MLB today. And I'm genuinely curious to hear their perspective because obviously they come from a place where I don't come from, so they carry their uh, perspective carries more weight than mine, certainly. One final segment coming up on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Brad Carlson, The Closer. Go nowhere.
1280 The Patriot. Three great political minds. Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, and Ed Morrissey. One night. Sunday, May 21st. And 100 days. Tickets are on sale now and going fast for the Trump The First 100 Days Tour. An evening of in-depth analysis on the current state and the future of the Trump presidency. Find info, tickets, and special VIP options at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I've been telling you about Relief Factor for about six months now. I've been using Relief Factor for a lot longer than that. Just like you, I've heard about Relief Factor on the radio, and I simply had to try it because I had hip and knee pain that wasn't going away. Well, it worked for me in about two and a half weeks, so I asked them if I could endorse the product. That's a true story. Now I'm hearing from listeners everywhere, like Tim from Pennsylvania, who wrote, Pain I had lived with for three to four years has completely disappeared after two months of Relief Factor. It has totally vanished. I'll be 72 in March, and I feel at least 10 years younger. It's great to be pain-free again. It sure is. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, knee pain, general muscle aches and pain, do what I did. Go to relieffactor.com. Order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. Try it for three weeks, $19.95, relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders, and I'm very thankful for the year that we just had. We've been asked often what makes us different from other roofing companies, and the difference is is that we care. We're not the only company who cares. We're not the only company that does a good job roofing. The difference is who we ultimately work for. Colossians 3.23 is not just a tagline for us. We want to do a good job, but ultimately we want to work heartily as unto the Lord, first, foremost, and finally. So we have a, a new guy that's with us now. Hey, I'm Tim, the newest member, and uh, I am super glad to be working with and for Kingdom Builders. Got a roofing question? Give us a call today. Hi, this is Eric with Kingdom Builders Roofing. Keep in mind, we also do all types of commercial flat roofing. Hi, this is Josh with the Kingdom Builders. Call today for an estimate at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed Francis and Ryan Litvin pointing out today's challenges in the economy for today's investors. So whether it's maximizing your Social Security, it's figuring out ways that are best to take a pension that you may have, creating a lifetime income strategy from whatever asset base it is you have, really evoke the mind and, and get people thinking about, hey, these things might work for me. Saturday at 3 and Sundays at 11 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. There's a peace I've come to know. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Though my heart and flesh may fail. Northern Alliance Radio Network. There's an acre for my soul. Luke, chapter 24, I can say says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. We commemorate this Easter holiday, obviously, to... uh, celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, of course, this past Friday, being Good Friday, commemorated the actual event of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ as he gave up his spirit and put himself in our place so that we can be, so that we can be saved. Our Redeemer lives, folks, and that's great news. I, I came across a piece on DesiringGod.org, a website I uh, check out every once in a while. And, you know, this is kind of a perspective that people have given, you know, people who are not of the Christian faith or not necessarily atheists but agnostic or maybe just of other faiths. And they they are—some maybe present this query in a jocular way and and some ask it with genuine curiosity, you know, why are you—why is it referred to as Good Friday— when such an awful, horrific 
thing took place, i.e. the death of an innocent man, the death of Jesus, the horrific death of Jesus, the most perhaps the most unjust death that has taken place in this earth's history. And uh, David Mathis, who's the executive editor for DesiringGod.org, had a had an interesting perspective on this, and I want to read uh, some of it here as we wrap up uh, the broadcast. Uh, it was the single most horrible day in the history of the world. No incident has ever been more tragic, and no future event will ever match it. No surprise attack, no political assassination, no financial collapse, no military invasion, no atomic detonation or nuclear warfare, no cataclysmic act of terrorism, no large-scale famine or disease, not even slave trading, ethnic cleansing, or decades-long religious warring can eclipse the darkness of that day. No suffering has ever been so unfitting. No human has ever been so unjustly treated, because no other human has ever been so worthy of praise. No one else has ever lived without sin. No other human has ever been God himself. No horror surpasses what transpired on a hill outside of Jerusalem almost two millennia ago. And yet, we call it Good Friday. And a lot of people meant that day, you know, a lot of people who were involved in that day meant it for evil. Uh, For Jesus, that most horrible of days dawned in Roman custody at the governor's headquarters. His own people had turned him over to the oppressive empire. The thread that held the Jewish nation together was its pining for a promised ruler in the line of their great beloved King David. Both David himself and the prophets who came before and after him pointed the people to an even greater king who was to come. Yet when he finally came, his people, the very nation that ordered its collective life around waiting for him, did not see him for who he was. They rejected their own Messiah. Judas meant it for evil. Judas wasn't the first to plot against Jesus, but he was the first to deliver him over, the language of responsibility which the Gospels repeat again and again. Jewish leaders meant it for evil, but Judas didn't act alone. Jesus himself had foretold that the chief priests and scribes would condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and it all unfolded according to plan. The band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested him and delivered him to Pontius Pilate. As Pilate would acknowledge to Jesus, your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. Pontius Pilate meant it for evil. In a web of wickedness, guilty parties served their complementary roles. The Jewish leaders drove the plan. Judas served as the catalyst, and Pilate, too, had his own part to play, however passive. He would try to cleanse the guilt from his conscience by publicly washing his hands of the whole affair, but he was not able to get himself off the hook. The people meant it for evil. The rank and file played their part as well. They allowed themselves to be incited by their conniving officials. They called for the release of a man they knew was guilty in place of a man who was innocent. Rightly would the Apostle Peter preach in Acts 3, 13-15 as he addressed the people of Jerusalem. You delivered Jesus over and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he declared or when he had decided to release him. But you denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you kill the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. So I went through the whole you know, laundry list. You know, It's called Good Friday, but they had this horrible, unjust event in the eyes of many seemed to take place. You know, uh, man meant for evil. You know, Judas meant it for evil. Jewish leaders meant it for evil. Pontius Pilate meant it for evil. The people meant it for evil. But that old verse of Scripture where his ways are much higher than ours, God can see the end from the beginning. You know, his, way, his, his ways are much higher than ours. While all those people meant it for evil, God meant it for good. Now I'll continue to read from this uh, great article again. It was at uh, DesiringGod.org, uh, David Mathis, who's the executive editor of this website. 
God meant it for good. God was at work doing his greatest good in our most horrible evil. Over and in beneath the spiraling evil of Judas, the Jewish leaders, Pilate, the people, and all forgiven sinners, God's hand is steady, never to blame for evil, never working it out, or uh, never to blame for evil, ever working it out for our final good. As Peter would soon preach, Jesus was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. And as the early Christians would pray, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, did whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. God wrote good on the single worst day in the history of the world. And there is not one day or week, month, year, or lifetime of suffering, not one trauma, not one loss, not pain, one pain, momentary or chronic, over which God cannot write good for you in Christ Jesus. Satan and sinful man meant that Friday for evil, but God meant it for good. And so we call it Good Friday. And that just says it all, doesn't it? Where the beginning of this excerpt said God was at work doing his greatest good and our most horrible evil. I mean, have you ever heard people say God can never give you more than you can handle? Well, yeah, he can. And he often does. There's, there's a lot that I go through every day that I can't handle. But guess what? I don't have to because of ultimately what he's done for us. And that's really what this holiday is all about. The fact that God laid down his only son so that we have an opportunity for eternity with him in heaven. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I appreciate you allowing me to share on this, um, for me, very poignant and uh, special holiday. God bless you, my friends. Uh, I'll be in next Saturday for Mitch, by the way, so look forward to talking to you then, and Mitch will be here in my stead next Sunday. But have a blessed week, folks. We'll talk to you again soon. You came for me. Do you know that a drop of water hidden in your asphalt will swell to 10% its normal size when it freezes? Do you know what that does to your parking lot? You'll find out this spring. So call now and get on the Allied Blacktop schedule. Small cracks turn into big cracks, and the heaving and buckling turns into potholes for your business, church, office, or apartment building lots. Call Allied Blacktop now, the premier commercial asphalt maintenance and repair contractor in Minnesota. Online at alliedblacktopmn.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Ely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call 1-800-963-1041. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-963-1041. Call 1-800-963-1041. 1-800-963-1041. Did you know that there has never been a better time for Americans to visit Europe? The dollar is strong against the euro, airfares are historically low, and the vacation choices are better than ever, thanks to the amazing portfolio of tours from world-class tour operator Globus. Whether you're dreaming of sipping wine in the Mediterranean, exploring the fantastic fjords and terrain of Norway, or enjoying a pint in an authentic Irish pub, Travel Leaders Apple Valley help you take the tour of your dreams. Call us today at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272. And ask how you can save 10% on your next European getaway. Spend a week in Europe for as little as $1,300 plus airfare. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272. Or online at travelleaders.com slash MN. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? 
Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.